0: Think Red Ink Ministries presents The Words of Jesus series with Don C. Harris Hello friends and welcome once again to the Words of Jesus series. I'm Don Harris, your host. I'm excited to share the series of the Words of Jesus with you. It's a wonderful little book, a compilation of all of our Gospels and the stories of Jesus, his life, his friends, his ministry, and uh, you're going to get to know him himself by his words. Pretty soon, you're going to find, I'm going to get an email from you, and you're going to say, hey, I'm starting to think red ink. Well, that's exactly what I'm here for. I think, if many of us thought red, thought in red ink, or in other words, we thought like like Jesus thinks uh, we we say essentially what Jesus said, we handle a situation like Jesus handled a situation. You know what happens when that when that all occurs? We become what the Bible, or at least uh, our um, our understanding of the original uh, languages, says uh, that we have become. Little Christ's, you remember, he says they were called Christians at Antioch. Well, it's because we're we're just little copies of Him, and uh, really that's what we're supposed to be doing. Well, we've been talking from chapter 15 about Jesus healing the lame man, and I was uh, telling you last time that um, sometimes you know when when Jesus says something, the text will tell us why he said what he said or what he was thinking when, when, he, when he said this. I can only believe that um, at, you know, at, at the end of the day as the disciples sit around the campfire and talk about the day and talk about what they've done and, and he answers questions that his disciple ha- disciples have and, and that kind of thing that the situations of the day become the conversation of the evening. And um, and I think that uh, the one who wrote the words here, that Jesus, uh, seeing him, this lame man, realizing that it's been a long, long time—thirty-eight years is a long time—that uh, he was he was crippled for thirty-eight years. His whole life was revolved around his condition and uh so it became necessary at least in the mind of our lord and perhaps in yours as well as people come to you as they do and say pray for me and uh there's a lot of people that say that because that makes them feel better i don't understand i've never understood uh except in the days that i was a conventional christian and i did yak 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 all the all the you know the sayings and stuff. You know, pray for me, pray for me, brother. Or somebody says, to pray, "I'm going to, I'm going to pray for you," and you know, it. You know, just to say those things to one another in order to make us feel better. I don't know what what it's for, but man, in a lot of cases, um, you know, people just say, "Pray for me," and and they're actually saying, "Get off my back." You know, so you know, I'm concerned about, you know, I was I was with you the other day and and uh you were you were talking to your husband and and um wow, you know, that was that was that was tough to listen to. Do you always talk to him that way? You know, I can hear a couple of ladies sitting there talking like this. And um uh, and one lady, you know, the the one that's been nagging her husband or treating him badly or sassing him and disrespecting him, um, is uh, feeling defensive at this point because her friend has noticed, my goodness, how do you get this guy to come home in the evening? <laughs> I'm surprised he comes back. Uh, and uh, she's saying, you know, I'm concerned about that. You know, what's, what's that all about? Is there some way that I can help in this situation? Because uh, that kind of tête-à-tête you're having with your husband that's not going to last. It's going to destroy things between, between you and him. Your children need to see that you two are united here and, and all they see is is the mom government and the dad government and this is a problem. Well, what's the perfect way to get out of this? What's the perfect way not to deal with the problem? She looks at the other one and if she can muster a few tears... Or if she can act like her little heart's broken or whatever else and evoke some emotion from her friend and says, pray for me. Well, there's really nothing else to talk about, is there? Uh, And there's certainly no more um, advice that can be given. And the other person just says, well, yeah, I'll, I'll pray for you. And then the more spiritual will say, well, let's pray right now or whatever else. Look, you don't need to pray about this. You need to make changes in your life. Well, we don't know if we want to be made whole. (laughs) You know, I kind of like things the way they are. Uh, Which is a wonderful thing to ask people, by the way, when they ask for prayer. Uh, Do you like things the way they are? Uh, You know, have you you made the best of your situation? And a lot of people do make the best of their situation. Um, And I mean best as in big quotation marks or... Marks around the word best, but uh, they make the best of their situation, and they realize, okay, I've been lame for thirty-eight years, but shoot, man, I'm on welfare. <laughs> if I if I got healed, I, I'd be looking for a job tomorrow. Nah, I don't know. Wilt thou be made whole? I'm thinking. I'm thinking. Now, like I say, you're not going to meet somebody dishonest. It's not going to happen. They're not going to admit to this, but you can bet it's churning in the wheels behind their behind their eyes when they're thinking about this. You know, I'm on welfare. I got I got Medicare, I got Medicaid. <laughs> I got I got all, you know, I got a government check. Right? You know, I don't know. Well, you're going to make me better? You're going to you're going to heal my my eyes? You're going to heal my body? I'm going to lose my handicap parking sticker. I, look, you're not going to meet anybody dishonest, honest, so don't look for this to happen. But you can bet these things do happen. People make the best of their situation. One of the ways that they do it is just simple notoriety. You know, the guy with the walker? <laughs> the guy with the solid gold uh, uh, cane? You've seen him, right? You know that guy, yeah. And uh, what, I'm going to put my cane down? This is my image. This is my... I know that sounds silly, but there's a lot of people that feel that way. Uh, their infirmity is a, such a part of their life, it's a part of their personality. It's a part of their identification. It's their, it's their excuse in every situation. Oh, so-and-so's house burned down the other day. We're all going to go over there and, and clean everything up and, and try to get things uh, you know, straightened out and Maybe, you know, got to replace a wall and some wiring and stuff like that. We're all going to get together. I'm going to have a good time. Ladies are going to bring sandwiches. Well, I can't do that. Why? Well, I'm crippled. Or, I, you know, I, I can't do that because uh, of whatever infirmity that they happen to have. It's an excuse for laziness. It's an excuse not to do anything. Have you ever seen someone who does not let their infirmity stopped them from doing things. We're just amazed when we look at them. Uh, you know, we, we have a, a a local fellow that uh, I'm telling you, you know, he, he's been in a wheelchair for a long, long time. But wow, man, you ought to see him go. I think the guy could outwork three men uh, throwing that wheelchair around and driving his truck and pitching that wheel wheelchair uh, around and uh making <laughs> making people around him just you know you want to hold the door for him he doesn't need you to hold the door for him you know he'll pass you up and you can't help but admire that spirit you can't help it nothing's got him down i'm sure he deals with depression i'm sure he thinks about his situation but not for long you know, that's a, it, it, can you imagine walking up to a guy like that and say, do you want to be on your feet? You know, outside of the idea of, of it being notorious, I mean, uh, and, and, uh, and in some cases even meritorious, um, you know, a guy like that is thinking, Why, well, heck yeah, you can put me on my feet. I got stuff to do. <laughs> well, you see, there's a there's there's differences in people and we need to know this. I wouldn't waste time praying for somebody that's concerned about their welfare check or whatever check. I don't I don't know how those systems work. I don't know who gets paid for what or why and how much. But in a lot of cases, we have made our lives around our infirmity and our infirmity becomes a part of our life this very well could have been the case with this man who laid here for 38 years jesus was taking no chances he saw he saw that he was in that condition and, and also understood that he'd been in that condition a long time you know jesus has been around he knows He knows human beings. Uh, as a matter of fact, the Bible says that what was peculiar about him is he not only knew men, but he knew what was in man. And he's not taking any chances here. He's, he looked at this guy and says, do you want to be made whole? Because, you know, it's very, very possible that he didn't. Now, if Jesus had prayed for this guy... Um, arbitrarily, let me pray for you, brother, (laughs) or whatever else. You know, let me anoint you with oil or let me do whatever, you know. Okay, fine. But do you really think that would have taken place if it wasn't the will of this person to be made whole? Yeah, I know that many times in scriptures when Jesus performs a miracle he will look at that person and says, and says, thy faith has made thee whole. But I want you to know that faith comes by our, our, our daily will to what? Keep the commandments, do not disobey our conscience, and, and take time every day to hear the voice of the Lord. That's, that's how our will is formed. By us deciding to do something, we develop what's called a will. This is what I want. This is what I will. This is where my life is going. If I take a step, I'm taking a step toward this. That's a person's will. As a matter of fact, there's a a, 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 a saying, and I don't know if it's Hebrew. I don't know if it's just you know, 16th century, 15th century English. <laughs> but um, it uses the term uh, having a person's face set. You remember reading this in the scriptures? Uh, they were upset with Jesus because they were asking him to stay there in, uh, in uh, Mount Gerizim. The Samaritans were asking him to stay. And it says that they got mad at him because his face was set to go to Jerusalem, obviously, for the feast, and uh, wasn't going to have it there. And so they were upset with him. His face was set. And he uses the term, their face is set. Um, I don't know if you've ever seen determination come over a, a man or a woman's face, but it, it can happen. And when it does happen, it's, it's kind of obvious. Uh, and that is that, have you ever been given somebody advice and realize, they're never going to do what I'm saying? They are, they're not even listening to what I have to say. You ever had that feeling? You know what you're seeing is somebody whose face is set to do their will. Jesus wanted to make sure that wasn't the case. And so in order to determine that wasn't the case, he was asking that guy, how's your face set? <laughs> What direction are you going here? What are you going to do? Do you want to be made whole? And like I say, on the surface, it sounds like kind of a foolish question. What could this guy want other than what Jesus is offering him? 38 years? Surely he wants up from there. Well, he may not. He may not. Now, you might ask, do you think Jesus ever encountered anybody who didn't want to be made whole? Well, I think so. I think so uh, because thats I meet them all the time. Uh, there are people who just like things the way they are. Uh, they're not really interested in doing things because they're logical and in some cases doing them because they're right. There's some people that aren't interested in doing things because the Bible says so. It wasn't their idea. It's not their denominational practice. They're not interested in doing things the way the Bible says. Well, I ask people all the time, would you like to hear the voice of God for yourself? Or do you just want to go to seminary (laughs) and Many of them choose to go to seminary. I, I asked him, I said, where'd your professor learn what, he, what he's teaching you? Uh, from his professor. Where'd he learn it? Well, probably from his. I wonder where he learned it. Well, <laughs> and just and that conversation can go on to the entire history of the college. But somewhere along the line, there was some man that kept the commandments of God didn't disobey his conscience, and took time every day to hear the voice of the Lord. And he received whatever revelation he received. I think many times people don't do this three-step. way; They don't keep the commandments. I wouldn't trust a guy to tell me to guess how much I weigh if he doesn't keep the commandments of God. There's no promise that the Spirit of God resides in a man that doesn't keep the commandments. Where can you find that? I mean, where can you find an assurance of salvation in the scriptures that doesn't mention keeping the commandments? We know that we've passed from death unto life because we love the brethren and we keep His commandments. We know we keep His commandments, and we know that uh, that that we that we've been born again. I mean, the Spirit witnesses to our Spirit. It says there's only three ways. I mean, there's only three. Uh, indications that you've been born again. Did you know that? One of them is, is that you keep the commandments. The other one is that you love your brethren, which are six out of the ten of the commandments. And the third one is is the Spirit witnesses with our spirit that we are indeed the, the sons and daughters and children of God. Well, how does the Spirit witness to our spirit if Jesus says that the way that the Spirit comes into us and becomes a part of our spirit is by keeping the commandments of God. You can't just erase that off the end of there and say that people are filled with the Spirit that don't keep the commandments. No, they're not. Well, if they are, that little piece of information is missing from the Scriptures. I've never read it. So why would you trust that? Why would you go there? Why would you want someone to teach you um, spiritual things if they don't do the smallest of things, they don't keep the, the least of the commandments. You know, Jesus says, uh, if a man, and speaking about teachers, if a man doesn't keep the least of the commandments and teaches men so, in or in other words, he doesn't keep the commandments and he teaches you that you don't need to or that you can't. He's not teaching that you should keep the commandments. Do you know what the Bible what Jesus said about that person? It doesn't say he's going to hell, doesn't say, you know, that he's the antichrist or a false prophet or whatever else. But he does say that he's going to be known as the least in the kingdom of God. Now, if you're a hell dodger, That doesn't bother you at all. Fine. I'm not going to hell? Fine. (laughs) I'm going to continue, just like I'm doing. Now, that's what I think makes people want to add the punishment of hell to everything they don't agree with in your life. So I would find myself asking people, do you want to hear the voice of God for yourself? And if we go through the seminary conversation, you know, it eventually comes to Yeah, it would be nice to hear the voice of God. Well, if we're going to go by Jesus' instructions here, if you want the Father and the Son to manifest themselves to you, to lead you from the inside, for the Spirit of God to be in you, you're going to have to do, and the first step is the commandments of God. Now, if a person has never read those commandments, and those commandments aren't really a part of their life, you can move on from there with an acknowledgement from that person saying, yeah, I'll, you know, okay, I'll keep the commandments. Uh, if they haven't been indoctrinated by then that you can't keep the commandments, which is hogwash, or there's a particular commandment that's really not a part of their life, and if they were to keep that commandment it would separate them from all their friends and their church and their pastors and their preachers and their grandma and grandpa You know, you're going to get these people to balk at this. This is what it costs to hear the voice of God? No, no, I hear the voice of God now. Friend, you don't have any assurance of that. You know, I tell, they say, people will say, what, trust my conscience? Is that safe? It is if you're keeping the commandments of God. If you're not keeping his commandments, oh, no, 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 please don't trust your conscience. You can't trust it. I can't trust it. Nobody can trust it because you're not doing it the way the Lord Jesus said to do it. Now, you want to do it the way He says do it? Yeah, absolutely. Trust your conscience. It's fine. Go with what you know to do. But if you're not keeping His commandments, no, absolutely not. Now, do you want to hear the voice of God for yourself? Do you want Him to guide your life? Do you want Him to 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 make things clear to you that are right now very, very foggy, and you don't have any understanding about it at all, you can't get the preacher to answer your question. you can't get the deacons to even have a conversation with you about it uh you know your family says, Oh, that again, you know and and you just need to have some resolution in that area i I don't know where you're going to get this if you don't spend time before the Lord now, here we go again with when I say. Do you want to hear the voice of God? It's very much like Jesus saying, "Wilt thou be made whole? And you weigh it out and you think, I don't know. That costs a lot, doesn't it? Uh, I'm going to, things are going to change? How how much are they going to change? (laughs) And uh, you know, I can see Jesus saying, well, this is not a candidate for faith. See, the misunderstanding of what faith is i think that uh if if we're not careful we can add a description to or a uh, an idea of faith that makes it essentially unattainable and um so uh, and usually that's with the understanding of what the scriptures say about faith and we have kind of created an easy believism kind of a faith where Faith means hope, and faith means uh, keeping a stiff upper lip. Faith means you know don 't cry when when you hurt uh, Faith means uh, uh, you know believing in Jesus. do you believe in Jesus? yeah do you believe in God? Yes um, which means that you believe that they existed somehow uh, we we've we 've created an easy believism in faith, and so we take that plastic faith we try to go to God about a particular situation, we try to exercise that faith and it falls all apart and people become very very discouraged with God. So, they run off and they say miracles don't happen today. Well, they don't happen for you. And they run off and say, you know, that you know, whatever manifestation of the Holy Spirit, everything from from speaking in other tongues to understanding and 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 seeing the, you know, the heart of of people and uh, uh, that discerning of spirits and things like that. None of, none of that stuff happens today. That's all in the past. Well, it might be for you, but it doesn't have to be. These kind of things can be very, very real to you and change your life to the better. But you're going to have to answer the question. Now that you know how much this cost. will still be made whole. Jesus says that a A foolish man goes to build a tower, and uh, he doesn't count the cost, and so he doesn't finish. There's also a man that counts the cost and never starts. Now, although he's not a testimony in town that everybody can point at a big rusty tower and say, see there, (laughs) he tried to build a tower, but he didn't have sufficient enough to finish it. Um. And so, you know, perhaps you don't have a negative testimony because you never started what the Lord's called you to do because you didn't have faith or whatever else, or you counted the cost and it was too much for you. Perhaps you don't have a bad testimony, but you're nowhere near what God wants you to be. We have to hear the voice of God in order to have faith. Otherwise, you know what you're doing? You're putting faith in this God. And that is hugely common today. The Bible says, and I believe it. And that settles it. You know, here's what I wanna hear. The Father told me this. This has been made clear to my spirit. This is what I've been told to do. And I have faith in the Word of God. Well, Don, didn't you just say that when you said you have faith in the Bible? No, I didn't. No, I didn't. The Word of God is His voice in your ear, figuratively, but it is His voice in your ear. It's when He speaks to us and tells us what He wants us to do. That is the Word of God to us. You put your faith in that and you're going to find, oh my goodness, things start to happen he it's not like he's sitting on the edge of his throne wanting to do something wonderful for you and you just won't pray or you won't you know apply your plastic faith or whatever else listen we're not talking about something that is the difference in in your your 17 year old dog not dying we're talking about people dying We're talking about your family missing the kingdom of God. Your family not enjoying eternal life. We're talking about people that we love and care about that are losing out around us because we have counted the cost and no thank you, we will not be made whole. What an awful way to live. Mm -mm. All right, time's gone today. Uh, But we want you to join us next time for more of the Words of Jesus series. Let us know that you hear us, and uh, we would love to hear from you. Go to ThinkRedInc.com. If there's anything there that you think that we can help you with, just let us know. Info at ThinkRedInc.com or write to me, Don, at ThinkRedInc.com. All right, we'll see you next time. Thanks for being a part. Bye-bye.